0: We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Will Levy, recorded at Equipus Church in For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com. Lord, we, we need you tonight. Come and speak into our world, speak into our heart, speak into our spirit. Lord, I pray that something would come alive in us. Lord, I thank you that there's great people in this room filled with your power, filled with your anointing, and, Lord, to reach the worlds that we live in. And so, Lord, I pray that, Lord, just with great people, they'll know the courage, they'll know the strength that they have, Lord. And, Lord, I pray tonight that, Lord, devils will run uh, because of the people that are in this room in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, Holy Spirit, you'd help me to articulate what you have uh, for everyone here. And, Lord, uh, I need your grace, I need your anointing, and so, Lord, come and rest as we speak this message in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, um, what I wanted to start off with this, this, th- this evening was the game Guess Who. Who likes the game Guess Who? Yes. You know, there's the little game and it flicks up. And uh, you start off with like 30-odd people and, uh, and there's all the cards down and then you've got a board and and the other person's got a board. Put your hand up if you know what I'm talking about. All right, phew, that's all right, this is hopefully going to work. And um, you you rummage around the cards and then you choose someone and you put it in your little slot. And and then you like, you put that person down because obviously you're not going to guess the person that. If you don't do that, why don't you do that? It's, just, it's, just, it's just a strategy of winning. There's one bit more person you don't have to think about. Anyway, um, but I asked the kids team, I said, hey, have you got this game? Because I'd love to have a game of guess who tonight. It'd be great. And uh, they said, no, we don't have the game. We used to have the game. And only two weeks ago, they threw it out. Aww. Well, This message could have been better two weeks ago. <laughs> At least we would have played a game in church and it would have been fun. And, but um, the problem was is that uh, the reason they threw it out is because like any game, pieces get lost. And cars, and so people, and, and like the and like little flappy things would get broken, and, and all that. And in the end, there was only like five people left, and the game took five seconds, and and no what. And so, um, but the problem is, like the the thing I was talking thinking about was this guess who game, is, is is really good because you get to know the person that you're trying to guess. Suddenly, like, does the person have blue eyes? Maybe we could stand up. No, we're not going to do one big game of guess who. Uh, does the person have facial hair? Is the person wearing glasses? These are. If you've never played guess who, this is a very good strategy. Write these questions down. Is the person David? It's not a good strategy to pick one person at a time. But uh, you, you, what happens is you have this conversation and you get to know uh, like who that person is and suddenly you're like, well, the person has blue eyes, they have dark hair, they are wearing glasses, they do have facial hair, it is a she and it goes from there, right? <laughs> have you not seen The Greatest Showman? It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. But um, you, you've, you suddenly, be, you start to ask questions and you start to learn more about the person they're trying to figure out who it is. And I think tonight, this is one of the key strategies that I to give, want to give to us because I've been doing this series called Revealed. Uh, what God reveals to you is a reality of the real relationship God wants with you. Now, that's a little bit of a mouthful, especially for the 5 p.m. service. But uh, it, it, what, when you have a have a prophetic um, words come and spoken to you, when something, when God reveals something to you through the word, through when God, when something leaps in your spirit, it, you get an authority in it and, it, and it's something that God is revealing to you about the real relationship that He wants to have with you. When you know that God loves you. And a revelation comes into your heart and your spirit. God's revealing something to you about the real relationship. It's not just a good idea. Yeah, yeah, no. It's not just a maybe Jesus loves me. No, something has come alive in, in, in your spirit. I remember as a 14-year-old child um, at, at, a, at a kid's camp at our rancho, Waikani, north of Wellington. Can I get a holler from the South <laughs> Island? Anyone? A few people know it. But I remember it there, and I remember this, this person who spoke, and, and uh, I don't remember exactly the message, but I remember just um, there was a little song which just was, I, I believe that you are the Son of God. It's a bit like the creed of today from a Hillsong. And I remember speaking, and I believe that you died and you rose again, and, and, and just stuff started to come alive in my spirit, and I knew that was the moment that I believed and I knew Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour, that He died on the cross and rose again and something came alive in my spirit. Did I know everything about Jesus? No. Didn't know everything about Jesus, but I did know by faith and I did believe, just like much of us tonight, that He has died, He has risen, and He is seated at the right hand of the Father and that His blood paid my penalty from my sin. I believe that stuff. By faith, I believe it. But how did that happen is because I started asking questions. I started playing this big game of guess who. And started asking, like, okay, Lord, what are you about? And, and I think tonight what I want us to, what I, what I believe and I pray where we're going to is that a revelation is going to come alive to you about the Word of God, the Bible. You're like, oh, not another Word of God sermons. Not another Bible, everyone need the Bible ha oh, Bible, Bible no i, I don 't because if it 's not coming alive to you it 's not going to do anything for you, but it's, the Bible has to come alive for you and but how do you see the Bible? Do you just see it as as a as just just know how well it 's sixty six books or letters written up and there 's some <laughs> Historical, there's some poems, there's some psalms, there's some history books, there's some prophetic books. Some are letters, blah blah blah. And and we can we can start contextualizing and figuring it all out. But what is the Bible to you? What what is it? Because if it doesn't, it's not revealed to you. It's not, then the the real reality, the real reality of the Word of God will never come alive to you. But I pray tonight something will come alive to you. So let's go to our Bible. So in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5, it says this, In the beginning the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him, and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created, and His life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never, ever extinguish it. Is it just an object that's that reading that scripture does not tell me just like uh, it 's just an object no we 're talking about jesus here're yeah. talking and the scripture is directly talking about Jesus and he 's aligning himself and he 's saying as a description, he is the Word of God this is, this is a little bit deep for five p m even for myself, so i 'm trying to catch up as well. But in the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was Jesus, already existed. The Word was with God. Jesus was with God. And the Word was God. Jesus is God. The Word was deep. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him. And nothing was created. So the Word, if the Word is Jesus, how much more do we want to fall in love with the Word of God? Right, okay. Next, 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 next scripture: Revelation chapter nineteen. So we've gone to Revelation now. <laughs> uh, he was clothed with with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. Again, we're talking about Jesus. So when when people was like, "I need the Word of God," I need. I need a word from God. All the prophets line up here. We need a word from God. And everyone's like, I need a word from God. Can I need a word from God? I just need God to tell me something. I just need God to tell me something. Yeah. Well, well, why don't you talk to him? Yeah. He's over here. <laughs> he is over here. Yeah. This is him right here. He's like, oh, I need a word from God. Ta da! There's about like 15 billion words in here. Well, what do you want a word in? Oh, well, I need a word in humility. Well, let's find a passage on humility. Um, I'm just trying to figure out a word off the top of my head. <laughs> a haughty spirit comes before a fool. There's a word about humility right there. Oh, I need some, was oh, there pride in my life, Lord? And, and, and there's, a, there's something that comes alive, and, and I pray that it's like, we, we always we go, oh, I just need a word from God. I need a sign. I need a sign. I need to read a magazine and uh, answer these next 10 questions. It's about why he or she is not right for me or right for you. You know, I hate, you know. <laughs> I've brought it up twice in two weeks. I just keep moving on. But it says here we need to, you know, don't we walk around just, just, man, I wish God would just speak to me. I wish God would just give me a word. And, and, and we don't realize that God's given us a whole lot of words. And we're going to open it up a little bit tonight. And but but if if it's not a revelation, how much more then will, will will we run after it? You know, if this was the a good looking, cute chick, and you were a single guy, how much work would you put in to chasing down? <laughs> the, yeah, <nice. laughs> if this was a chocolate bar on a Sunday evening. <laughs> If this was chicken, <laughs> if this was KFC on a Sunday night after the 5 p.m., holla, you guys are running after this. <laughs> but how hungry are we? <laughs> We're getting really hungry now. Man, I'm hungry. This order. Uber Eats, anyone right now. <laughs> Figure it out. We'll be finishing around about 25 minutes. Get some for me as well, all right? <laughs> but but if if this if, if this is something that was alive and breathing, how, how much do we run after it? Um, because every answer that you ever will need is in here. The problem is we're lazy or prideful. Ouch. That's all right. You've got chicken coming. They'll be fine. <laughs> A little bit of comfort food later on. I'm speaking to myself right now. That's all good. It is, it's That's the only reason I don't read my Bible is because I'm prideful or lazy. Wow. Yeah, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying that's the only reason I don't read it. It's also a little bit difficult because I've got a little bit of dyslexia and it makes me, I have to really concentrate. And now I'm over 40, AKL, my eyesight's failing. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't hurt at all, right? <laughs> it 's extra effort now i've got to put a bit more time into it and but it's only pride or laziness um, and, and maybe i'm not really in love with it as much as I want to be'm just throwing some ideas out there but is there a uh, you know and i've even you can even fool yourself by you know having quite now eighteen perfect weeks on the youtube app version anyone got the not the youtube the you <laughs> The U version. It's five p.m. We're gonna have a few mistakes here, there, and there. But the U version app. Anyone got the U version app? How's your streaks going? Yeah, right. Yeah, we're all more about making sure the streak is going than actually reading the verse. What was the verse? What was up this morning? Some of you really do know what I'm talking about. But is there, is there, is, is, is there something that we want to run after and? What does it talk to you about? What does it say to you? What does it speak? To God, Jesus has got a hundred words in here for you. He will, he will answer every question. He'll he'll lead you through it. He'll speak to you through it. That's why it's called the living, breathing Word of God. It's sharper than a double-edged sword. The great thing about that is it's, when it's sharper than a double-edged sword, you can do a little bit of surgery. You can do a bit of surgery on yourself. Oh, man, I know how I responded to that person. Even this morning, someone said to me, how are you? i like, move. Get out of my way. I'm doing something right now. There's enough stuff's gone wrong. I'm just, was that nice? Of course not. I did very lo- who said no very loudly in my way? <laughs> I'm wait to the end of the story. I then did the job, and I went back to that person, and I apologized. I said, oh, sorry about that. She goes, oh, it didn't bother me. I was like, oh, you should have been deeply offended. I would have been. <laughs> Obviously, the Lord's been doing a great work in this person. And I'm still needing some work. But it's the Word of God. Are we, are we, are we hungry for it? It will speak to you. Here's the thing. Don't try and read it all today. Yeah. Just read a couple of verses and see what happens. The great thing about the word of God, though, is, is does it alter you or do you alter the word? Let's, let's read some circumstances Psalm 107, verses 18 through 14. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things, going good so far. Right? Some sat in darkness and deep gloom, imprisoned in iron chains of misery. People, it's good things. They rebelled against the word of God, scorning the counsel of the Most High. That is why He broke them with hard labor. They fell, and no one was there to help them. Then, Lord, help! They cried in their trouble, and He saved them from the distress. He led them from darkness and deepest glooms, um, And he snapped their chains. So you see, in this passage, it's, it's, it's like it's going well. They praise God and all this, but then they rebel against God's words. And it says, So, scorning the counsel of the Most High, that's why that he broke them with hard labor. But then it goes on again when we cry out to God, and God's gracious enough to come and and lead us and love us and all that. So, and we wonder why stuff goes wrong in our lives sometimes. Some of the time it's just because we haven't listened to the Word of God. We haven't aligned the Word of God with us. This is a bit harsh for 5 p.m., right? Don't worry, chicken's coming. Anyone, like in John chapter 8, verse 47, anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God. But you don't listen because you don't belong to God. There's there's, There's this... There's this grapple that goes on in our life and, 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 and a and a, and, a and we do mess up and we do make, get things wrong. But when we call out to God again, He's gracious and He's righteous and He's just and He'll love us. But what, sometimes we're just like doing our own things and we want to alter the Word of God to align with who we are as, and, and what our feelings are. No, but that leads us to a place where, where we're out of the will of God. It's got real quiet in here, but and the great thing though, just bring it back to niceness, is that he still will listen to our cries, and he'll still will will save us, and he'll and he'll still love us. Let's keep reading. Jesus, um, Matthew chapter fifteen, verses three through nine. Jesus replied, "And why do you, by your traditions, violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says." Honour your father and mother, and anyone who speaks disrespectfully of of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, Sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give to God what I would have given to you. In this way, you say they don't need to honour their parents. And so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own traditions. Ouch. Uh, Do we do that sometimes? Uh, We we end up cancelling the Word of God for the sake of our traditions. It goes on, it says, You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, These people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The worship is a farce. For they teach man-made ideas as commands of God. Great for a 5 here. But, but see, the problem is I'm, I'm, I, I love a pastor in the States called Pastor Glenn Berto. Anyone heard of Pastor Glenn Berto? He's a, a bit of a firecracker. He's great. He's awesome. And I encourage you to go online, find any of his teachings. He's, he, he passes in Fresno, and it's the, called the House Modesto. And um, he's just an awesome man of God. But he's written this book called Christianity Light. And it talks about how, how these days we we want everything we want the taste we want we want the, the the goodness and we want all this, but we we don't want the calories we don't want the you know we want just do things everything that's got to be light and, and that can happen also you know in our in our life we can want Christianity, but we walk around doing Christianity light because we don't want everything that's supposed to be the original package. And when we walk around and we think, oh, this will be all right. this will be, But in the end, what happens is we don't really get fulfilled with things. We don't really know the power of God. We don't really experience the breakthrough of God that God has for us. But I want to say tonight, we don't want to live a life of Christianity light. We want to live a life full of Christianity whole. You know, some, I think some, we've got to step in and have some full fat coke tonight. Maybe I'm just talking to myself because I drink a whole lot of Diet Coke, bad stuff. Just went to the dentist the other day. They said, drink it through a straw, it's okay. <laughs> Won't stain your teeth. That's great. Write that one down as a 5 p.m. revelation. right? But we we, we do, we, we, we walk around sometimes and we live life and we don't get the answers that we want because we're not f- our whole, uh, giving everything that we have to God, sometimes we, we cancel out the Word of God for our own traditions. And we do things the way that we do things because we do them that way or whatever. But what is the Word of God saying to us? You know, have you ever tried to bake a cake without all of the ingredients? Has anyone ever tried to bake a cake? <laughs> bake a cake... You know, what would happen if you just decided to put everything in and leave out the water and the flour? There's Some of you have tried this, eh, Cale? It's all right. Oh, that's not you wouldn't, you wouldn't try and bake cake, would you? But, but has anyone tried to bake? Like, no, you follow the recipe, don't you? I do. I get the recipe book out and I look down at it and I'm like, I get all the ingredients out and I put hopefully the right amounts in and hopefully the right temperature, and hopefully it comes out, and hopefully you don't forget about it, and hopefully it doesn't burn. But you, you, no one's going to intentionally try and bake a cake without putting all the all, all the ingredients in. This the thing is like, and am I saying that we're all cakes in here? No, but I am saying we're we're all being made. God, God's stirring us together. He's putting the right ingredients in. Uh, have you ever mistakenly swapped salt out for sugar? Yes. Even in the coffee or something like that? Even in a cake? See, that's like swapping out humility to, with pride. That's like, like swapping out unforgiveness with forgiveness in, in, your, in your life. That's like swapping out teachability with lack of teachability. Then mm. we bake this cake, and, and sometimes it comes out like, mm. <laughs> good. yeah, is good. why is it tasting like this? Uh, and, and we think we're ready for the fire, but we're not ready for the fire. Because when the fire comes and the right ingredients are in us, what happens? We turn into a cake. That is delicious. When the fire comes on your world and stuff happens in your life, how do you? How, what happens when you get baked? Are you like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego when you go through the fire? Is the ingredients that are in your life, is that, is that going to be something that comes out on the other side as, as what Jesus would want to stand with? Am I, you know, is, is, the, is the fire on the inside of you greater than the fire that comes against you in life? And this is the ingredients that God wants to stir into you. you are like, oh man, I've just, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not ready. Do you know what she said about me? I'm not going to let her get away with that. Well, all you're doing is swapping out an ingredient and keeping bad stuff. And, but are we going to let the Word of God... Will they need to say sorry. No, they don't. No one does. You need to forgive. You need to forgive. Will they need to do this. No, they don't. No, they don't. You just need to go, okay, God, I release them from my judgment. Well, they... D- Lord, would you would you show me how I'm going to get past this hurt? Lord, this is a double-edged sword, so it's going to work on me, and hopefully it's going to work on them. Because if it cuts one way, it'll cut the opposite way at the same time. And if it really comes alive, and it really speaks to us, how much more do we want to run after it? Like, I don't want... I don't want to be a grumpy old man. I know one of them. I'm pretty sure he's not listening. I love him to bits, but I was up visiting this person, and man, I was like, "You grumpy? You, what a sad life!" I'm still believing. I'm still praying. That, that, that this person would know Jesus, but man, how much more do we want to live life free of disappointment, free of pain, free of hurt? but it depends on whether we want to swap some ingredients out see we we're, we're the ones that god 's making god 's stirring so that when we do go through stuff he'll he'll we we will respond the way that he would want us to respond um you know, you're just gonna leave out a an ingredient. If you leave out an ingredient, it's just not it's not the whole package. You know. When you do a carrot cake, please, please put cream cheese in the icing. Know, any amens out there for that? It's like, yeah, come on. That was very deep. So how much of the Word of God do we run after if 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 the Word was Christ and it became flesh, do we want to let it speak to us? I mean, how much do we, how much time will we run chasing after this? How much time will we take you know, loving our word? I'm not saying you have to spend hours a day, but what about just letting it speak to us? I need a word from Jesus. Well, here's a whole lot of words. Why don't you read your Bible? Not just listen to a message on a Sunday. I've had more revelation from the Word of God than I have had from prophetic words. But a lot of us will just go wanting a prophetic word or a prophetic word or a prophetic word. There's a whole lot of prophetic words in here. All right. Who's seen the movie... Um I've forgotten the name of it. I know the song. I'm not singing it. <laughs> you know, you know that movie with the two princesses, Olaf? Frozen. 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 <laughs> I tried to get rid of that ingredients out of my life. <laughs> Frozen. Apparently there's a Frozen 2 coming out. Uh, so, right. so, right. so. This I I know I, have, I haven't really labelled up points, but um, this next one is called Let It Grow. <laughs> <laughs> Not Let It Go. But if I can attach something to an annoying song that will repeat in your head for the next week, then I'll do that. So in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, so then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Uh, and then in Luke chapter 8, verse 11, it says, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. And it goes on and talks about the uh, parable of the sower. Here's the thing about the word of God is, is sometimes we do want to go, But the Lord turns his face against those who do evil. He will erase their memory from the earth. (laughs) No. But those who miss me uh, injure themselves, and all who hate me love death. No. Let's go to like Matthew. Jesus is nice. Um, I tell you the truth, corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. <laughs> it may have worked for you, but it doesn't work for me. <laughs> I, when I <laughs> you, you <laughs> I didn't I could not have planned that better. I think the Lord is trying to make a statement tonight. Um, when, you, when, you, when you come to the Word of God, I want you to let it grow. So you read something in, in your Bible and you're like you've you've not just you've not just randomly selected, but you're like going, Lord, how I want to know more about this. I want to know more about your grace, I want to know more about your love. And um, the parable of the talents, God gives to one five, God gives to another two, God gives to another one, and they go away and then and they come back, the master comes back, and and you know, the one with five doubled it and gives back ten, the one with two doubles it, gives back four, the one with one buries the gift and puts it in the ground. What does that mean, Lord? Who am I in this? What are you saying to me in this? You let it grow. The, 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 the parable of the seed and the sower is about how the Word of God comes and rests on four types of ground uh, and three types of ground. It doesn't produce what it was designed to produce. and one type of ground it produced what it was designed to produce. And so you've got to let it grow and let it, let, it, let it get into your spirit. And like, what does that mean? You know, what's the story about David and Goliath? What does that mean, God? What does it mean when he p- took, p- picked up five smooth stones? What does that mean? Why, why was it five smooth stones? Why did it say smooth? Wouldn't it have been better if they were, they were like a sharp-edged rock? That would have been better. Because it would have just like blowing the last head apart rather than the smooth has skimmed off them. Oh no, they're smooth because previously David knew that smooth ones fly better. And now that he's learnt that, he's been able to take that into the next test and the next trial of what works better in these circumstances. Oh Lord, talk to me about it. Well, then you know how it says that the stone then sunk into his head and he fell to the ground. When is it going to sink into your head? That's what my mum used to say to me. Happy Mother's Day. When is it going to sink into your head? <laughs> right? But no, you, 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 you don't just try and read through the whole story and go, sweet, I know the story now. On to the next one. No, you, you let it grow and you go, oh Lord, what are you saying to me in this? And don't try and you know, bite off so much. But we, we let it grow. It needs time to grow. It needs time for it to get established in our heart and in our spirit and, and it comes up. Do you know that instant lawn takes just the same amount of work than it does to put down? And to look after as sowing a seed in the ground. Wow. But we like the instant lawn because we can just roll it out, job done. No, you have to water it way more. Yeah. You have to weed, kill it. You've got to do so much more to it. But, but you let the, let's grass seed go down, you water it, leave it alone for ages, yeah. come back again, a little bit more water. But we live in this world where we just want instant answers. Yeah. And we want to live from an instant place, but... I want to say, let the word of God grow in your heart. What is the time? Well, let's get the music team back up. Someone has ordered Uber Eats. I'm sure of it. <laughs> um, when when Jesus was led into the into the wilderness, into this desert by the devil, um, we know the answer. It says, but Jesus answered him three times, saying, "It is written, oh, well this." He answered him three times by scripture. And this time he says, man shall not live by bread alone, but on every word of God. I wonder, I wonder what our answers are when we go through life, when stuff happens. What is our answer? Well, well we run to this or we run to that. But uh, no, uh, what, I, wonder what our, I wonder what our traditions are because that was brought up before, wasn't it? Well, this is how we figure it out. This is how we look after things. Or this is how we do it. No, I wonder what would happen if we went to the Word of God. I wonder if there would be a revelation that would come alive to us about the reality that God has between Him and the Word of God and that how precious it is to Him and how, 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 how He wants to speak to you and speak to me. How, how, how you can have a moment with Christ just by reading this. I I, I remember, I've shared this before, but being on the Sea of Galilee and opening up this passage on where Peter got out of the boat and went and had breakfast on the Sea of Galilee. And that's where Jesus says to him, you know, feed my sheep. And there's this great moment of restoration and and he says, follow me. He reminds him of the very first words that, Jesus ever said to him when he was fishing in the same situation when he and he called him out of the boat, he said, Follow me. And even though Peter had gone through a whole lot of stuff and in that moment probably felt like he'd disappointed Christ, but he's just like heard the words again, Hey, follow me. And through teaching and understanding, remember the words follow me are not just normal words, follow me. They're like Steve Hansen saying, Don't fall off the stage. They're like, they're like Steve Hansen saying, hey, Cale, I want you to be an all black. It's every, every little boy's dream to be an all black. And, 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 and that's, this is the same context when when a, a, a student, a, a rabbi has been teaching and been learning and got to the point where he needs to now be a disciple people. They were all after those words, follow me. And there's that moment where just on the beach, Jesus says again, hey, no, hey, Just follow me. And we get to read that. We get to fall in love with follow me again. Jesus says, follow me again. Just like he said, follow me to you. It's like, hey, don't worry about it. Let's, ah, don't worry. But hey, would you do this? Would you do this? Would you fall in love and, and love the people that I'm here for? Goes on different scriptures I've got here, and I want to make sure we read them out. As it says, This for every word of God is pure, He's a shield to those who put their trust in Him. The Word of God is a shield, it's a shield. I've got, got a friend right now, and some of you know him, Pastor Matt Cronford, He's just going through a cancer issue. Well, I hundred percent believe in wisdom, believe in medicine, all that. But but my prayers is Lord, I'm putting I'm putting a wall a wall up right now. I'm putting a shield up right now between uh, between that sickness. Like, because my Bible says that He heals all. He heals all sickness and disease. He heals all sickness and disease. And I'm putting a wall up between him and that cancer in Jesus' name. He heals all. I'm coming to my Word. I'm going, come on. Lord, this is what you said. And I know, I know. I know we go through life and we've really believed and we've held up our Bible and, we've, and, and stuff has still happened. Well, and I go out, go back to it in tears, and I read the Scripture, all things work out together for good. I don't understand, God. But somehow, all things work out together for good. I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to keep moving on. But like I said the other week, there's the cracks that open up in our world how Jesus heals them and shines light out through them is how stuff works out together for good. Because one day Jesus will use your testimony. One day He'll use your hurt or the pain and He'll use you to help someone else going through the same thing. And to continue to believe, to continue to hold up a word, to continue to hold up the sword of the Spirit and to continue to believe. Because I believe in the Bible. I'm not going to believe in half of it. I'm not going to take bits and pieces of it. I'm going to take the whole thing. That's why for me, I know this is a big issue when it comes to finances in church. But for me, it's not a problem. It's like the easiest thing I ever lived my life by. When it comes to giving, okay, it says that. Sweet. Lord, you've given me everything. You only ask for this back? Job done. Good deal. But more than that, helps me live life and get a perspective of things. But I wonder, is there a revelation that the word of God is is such a such such a I, I heard heard on the radio today and I got a little bit annoyed. So then I had to go back to the Word of God, but it said it called it a manual. I was like, "I'm preaching on this tonight. It's not a manual, but I guess in some ways it is. But to me, it's something I pray that would run after. This is this is my Bible, uh, and I'd like to read it more. But I wonder if you've got a Bible or a, an app, however you read it. But it wants to speak to you. It wants to lead you. It wants to love you. It wants to help you. It wants to lead you through places that you've never even thought that, that could happen. When I started ministry, I started reading my Bible even more and God starts speaking to me through the personal story of Moses. It brings comfort. He wants to bring comfort into your world. But will you, will you, will you run to the Word of God and not just to a, a, to a service on a Sunday? Would you run to, so that He can speak to you during the week and speak to you in the morning or even in the night? Because I pray that the Word of God would just come alive to every single person. Amen. See the grass withers, the flowers fade but the word of God stands forever. My my prayer in my heart is that there'd be something that falls in, you fall in love with the word of God because it wants to speak to you. It wants to speak to you. Why don't we stand? I'm going to finish. We're done. I'm just going to pray and then we're going to Sing, finish with a praise song. Lord, I pray that this week as we step out, we hit our world, Lord, that you'd continue to stir us. Lord, I pray for every person that you'd put the right ingredients in us so that as we go into the world that we live in, Lord, we'd be able to just be there that, that, that great person, the person with peace, patience, goodness, kindness, self control. It's only you, Holy Spirit, that can help us with these things. I pray, Lord, that you'd bring revelation into our heart. That, Lord, when we go through something, we can stand up with it and we can hold it up. Lord, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Great is your faithfulness goodness and mercy follow me all the days of my life. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is He that lives in me than He that lives in the world. God's not given me a spirit of fear and timidity but of power, love and of sound mind. Lord, I pray that the Word of God would come alive to every single person. Lord, speak to us through it. Prophesy to us through it. Encourage us through it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Can we just give the Lord a little shout of praise tonight? We hope you enjoyed this message recorded at Equipers Church Dunedin. We pray it blessed you. For more information, please visit equipuschurch.com.